Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Wow. Okay. Um, fantastic for uh, steak, 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 a uh, small amount of peas. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? Just, just say slavery. Slavery it is, sir. Yes, I am a citizen. Now, which way to the welfare office? Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Hello, everybody. Just American Airlines. Boy, that escalated quickly. I think the guy is just trying to be relevant. I mean, Josh Shapiro drug him across the tennis line, and I don't, I don't take much offense to it. I would remind him the water swamp is that gnats do not fool with cottonmouths. The joke, the joke is on you. I had a stroke. I can't fully understand what you're saying. And that's why I always say, shum, shum, slippity dop. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. Welcome to the Howie Carr Show. Howie continues his vacation. He'll be back January 8th. I'm Taylor Cormier, Howie's executive producer, filling in 844-500-4242. Of course, the, the big story of the day is what we're going to open with, and that is Nikki Haley and her nonsensical answer to a very simple... I'll, I'll give it... It was an odd question to ask, and uh, I don't disagree that it was a plant uh, and, and some, or somebody with just a, a very pointed agenda that they wanted to test Nikki Haley on, but she completely duffed it. It, it was awful. It was treacherous. It was... Uh, how do you mess up something so bad? I, I mean, it, it was a simple question. The question was... What was the cause of the Civil War? And the one, it's a one word answer. One word, slavery, and all that, that that implies. Slavery. That was it. North versus the South. South wanted to hold on to slavery. North wanted to abolish it. That was it. I'm sure there were many more intricacies. I don't want the history lessons. I don't want the Civil War buffs calling in today and sending us text messages saying, well, it was so much there were trade routes. Or there were, uh, 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 no, it was about slavery. And for her to not even recognize that as the obvious answer to the question, it's troubling. It's very troubling. There, there are several reasons why it's troubling. One is... Question her motive for even ignoring the uh, the reason, the basic answer. And there's a Washington Post article today. I just had it had it here, um, where the author Jim Garrity, columnist, he says, you know, this was this isn't the first time she's done something like this in South Carolina, where she's uh, the governor. Um, she was. Uh, in 2015, she had the Confederate flag taken down from the state house. So, in that speech, when she announced the flag's removal, she said, quote, For many people in our state, the flag stands for traditions that are noble, traditions of history, of heritage, and of ancestry. At the same time, for many others in South Carolina, the flag is a deeply offensive symbol of a brutally oppressive Past. As a state, we can survive as we have done while still being home to both of those viewpoints. 
we do not need to declare a winner and a loser. It's a trope that the South refuses to acknowledge that they lost the Civil War, and Nikki Haley continues that tradition and that stereotype by placating both sides of the argument that the Confederate flag is is a, a symbol of racism, and she again refuses today to acknowledge the South's complicity in slavery and in the effort to continue slavery that culminated in the Civil War. I am not a Civil War buff. I'm not a, a, a history major in Civil War studies. I'm sure. I know that there are many more intricacies and many more underlying reasons and, and boiling points and, and touchstones for the Civil War. But the main point that everybody is familiar with is slavery. Let's listen to her answer. It was very, very um, Kamala-esque, I would say. It was missed the point completely and ended up making very little sense. Nikki Haley last night in New Hampshire, cut one. Please, um, what was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? I'm sorry? I'm not I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government. We need to have capitalism. We need to have economic freedom. We need to make sure that we do all things so that individuals have the liberties, so that they can have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do or be anything they want to be without government getting in the way. What do you want me to say about slavery? Next question. Wow. I mean, it's more brutal the more you listen to it. Her first mistake, aside from not mentioning slavery in her initial answer, was going back to the questioner and saying, what do you think it was about? I mean, you just move on. If you suspect something is a plant and you suspect that somebody is trying to trap you, don't let them close the trap. You move on, you take the next question, but she went back to the well, and he said, well, you know, I'm very surprised in the year 2023 that you did not say slavery as a part of your answer. And then she went back again and said, what do you want me to say about slavery? Say it was bad. Say say it was, it was thank God that we got rid of it, and that's, but she, she can't do that. Because she's, as many people have pointed out today, on complete autopilot with, with her answers. She's the consummate politician where they have these stacks of speeches that they've memorized by bullet points. And whenever somebody, all, their trick is, if somebody brings up a question 
and it's somewhat related to one of their memorized speeches. They have one or two lines about the question that was asked, and they find a way to pivot. They find a way to segue into their main talking points. It's so easy. We've seen it time and time again. Joe Biden does it all the time whenever he's asked a question. Uh, he'll, he'll talk about uh, unemployment numbers. He'll talk about uh, uh, manufacturing electronic uh, chips, stuff like that. He'll, he'll just go into his pre-memorized speeches. We've seen it before in New Hampshire. We've seen it in 2016 with Marco Rubio and Chris Christie. And Marco Rubio, this is a a compilation of all those times in that one debate in 2016 in New Hampshire where Marco Rubio started saying the same line over and over again, and Chris Christie just annihilated him probably about the third time he started to say it, uh, inferring that the guy was a robot because he couldn't say anything else. This was the only way he could start off an answer. Cut 18. And let's dispel once and for all with this fiction that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. But I would add this. Let's dispel with this fiction that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Facts. Here's the bottom line. This notion that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing is just not there true. There it is. He knows exactly what he's doing. There it is. The doing. memorized 25-second speech. Well, that's the, that's there the it reason is, everybody. why this campaign is so important. To the Gang of Eight bill first. Well, here's the response. If I think... Anyone who believes that Barack Obama isn't doing what he's doing on purpose doesn't understand what we're dealing with here. Okay, this is a president. This is a president who is trying to change this country. It's obnoxious. It's obnoxious. And I I say it all the time when Joe Biden goes in front of the camera and gives these speeches. He thinks he's on a train somewhere and he's making whistle stops like it's 1883. And he's on the back of the train and he's pulling into a new town. My fellow. Joey, baby. (laughs) My 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 uh, my esteemed uh, Charlotte Villians, hey, you know we're in trouble in this country. And then he he pulls up to another uh, another stop. Hey, all you rallyites, uh, thank you so much for coming out. You know we're in a terrible mess in this country. And he pull, it's a say he gives the same stump speech, but he does it on camera now, and he doesn't realize that. Everything you say is being broadcast to every feasible medium there is, and everybody's able to access it at any given time and watch your speech over and over and over. But you say it over and over and over. It doesn't make sense to keep doing the same thing. Do something different. But they're not capable because they're programmed politicians. This is why people still gravitate towards somebody like Donald Trump. Because you ask him a question and he's going to give you, it's not going to be the most (laughs) intelligible answer. Uh, It's not going to be the most uh, polite answer. It's not going to be the most uh, politically correct answer. I can assure you that it's not. He's just going to ramble on whatever you throw at him because that's the kind of guy he is. He's recognized that early on. That rehearsal gets you absolutely nowhere. and, And people can sense it. People can smell a phony. It's it's very, very easy. You see it all the time. The other thing that Nikki Haley had uh, trouble with in her answer that I think was probably more troubling or is equally troubling as the fact that she couldn't mention slavery as the cause of the Civil War was that she turned around and said it, the Civil War was about the role of government, which to me, she is seeing it from still from the South's side that the role of government was 
uh, overreaching and they wanted to hang on to slavery and they didn't want the government to abolish slavery. She talked about people's individual rights and individual freedoms. It sounded to me, maybe I'm taking this the, the wrong way, but it sounded to me like she was making an argument for the continuation of slavery, that it should not have been abolished. She did clean those up and we'll get to those cuts um, it, it was a lot of cleanup that she had to do today. She was on New Hampshire radio. She was on another, uh, she went to another town hall in New Hampshire today where she got uh, another dose of reality slammed in her face by somebody who sounded less than 13 years old. It was, uh, it's pretty funny. So we'll have to take a listen to that and we'll open up the phone lines 844-500-4242. We'll be right back. I'm Taylor Cormier and this is the Howie Car Show. The Howie Car Show will be right back. You're listening to The Howie Car Show. Welcome back to the Howie Car Show, 844-500-4242. Today's poll question is brought to you by Colette Travel. Join Caroline Levitt on November 16th, 2024, as she journeys in search of Iceland's magical northern lights. Colette covers the details from flights to meals, hotels, and local experiences. Book your spot with Colette at 800 581 8942-800-581-8942. Iceland is a great place to visit. Been there. Try the whale. It's delicious. Jared, what's the poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is what was the Civil War about? The role of government or slavery? This is an easy one, Jared. The role of government. No, slavery. <laughs> say slavery, 34% say the role of government. uh, Listen, I know there's a lot more to the Civil War than just slavery, but when you're taught in the history books, and I know I'm going to get it on the text line, well, history books, public education, blah, 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 it's primarily about slavery. And when you look back in history today, that was the most important part of the Civil War, the most important outcome of the Civil War in my estimation, and I would say most Americans' estimation. Neil, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Neil. Hi there. I enjoy the show a lot. I, I just wanted to, I'm reading a book. Uh, it's called The Real Lincoln, and I forget the author right now. But in there, there are quotes that are directly from, uh, from Lincoln that's saying his primary objective was to preserve the Union, not to end slavery. He said he would... If he can preserve the Union and eliminate slavery, that would be good. If he could preserve the Union and still have slavery, that would be acceptable, too. He, to, that, to that effect, he said that. But anyway, it was really about secession. They wanted to secede. Well, why, why, did, why did the South want to secede? Well, well, slavery was a big part of that, sure. Mm-hmm. But... but it, it was really secession, and they, you know, the the union came together mostly of states wanting to join the union of their own free will, but uh, they couldn't leave it of their own free will is what it boiled down to. 
All right, Neil, thanks. What did you think of Haley's answer, though? Uh, well, they kind of got her off guard, I think. I'm not a big Haley supporter, but... Uh, I don't know. How, I, mean, a, I know it's, it's, a, it's a weird, it's a it's a weird question issue. to have asked of you at a town hall in New Hampshire, but um, she's, she's a, a governor of a southern state, and so yeah, somebody wanted yeah. to know. From, I guess this is still an issue. Well, you know, there's a lot of libertarians, uh, you know, in New Hampshire, and uh, they, they talk about secession a lot, and I think... The Civil War is is a big issue with libertarians. Interesting. Well, thanks for the call, Neil. Appreciate it. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Nikki Haley. Can we, let's listen to the uh, the original answer, or at least partial part of it, one more time. Cut one, Jared. Please. Um, what was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? I'm sorry? I'm not ready to I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government. We need to have capitalism. We need to have economic freedom. We need to make sure that we do all things so that individuals have the liberties, so that they can have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do or be anything they want to be. Now, who had the better answer, uh, Nikki Haley or another Miss South Carolina? Cut 21. I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so. Because uh, some people out there in our nation Say don't slavery. have maps. And uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa, it's slavery. and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as. And such I as slavery. Should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. Uh, or should help South Africa. Oh, come on, just it say it. Thank you very so much, Miss South Carolina. Your, your question, your answer will be considered. Thank you so much. Brian, you're next on the Howie Carr Show. We've got a 30 seconds here, Brian. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't want to take up too much time. The, the fellow that was on earlier uh, pretty much said it. Lincoln, Lincoln had stated he'd, he just wanted the union. Okay, he wanted the states to, to, to become one. Uh, and, and slavery really wouldn't be in the picture if he could get that. Slavery was extremely important. Right now, as we sit down and look at it, it was the single most important thing that we got out of it. But we don't understand what was going on. Okay. But when you look at a war and the outcome of it, what was World War II about? People will tell, there's all kinds of answers, but the primary answer was removing Hitler from power and taking, uh, preventing him from taking over the world is the base answer to that question. We'll be back. Much more to come. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Welcome back to the Howie Carr Show, 844-500-4242. By the way, if you have not yet received and or purchased your copy of Paperboy, read all about it by Howie Carr, a memoir, uh, stick around during the show. You'll have a special treat, which we hope will tantalize you into making that purchase at HowieCarrShow.com. Click store. Joining us now is Grace Curley with the news. 
Yes, Taylor. So big news today. Lauren Bober is switching districts and announcing a run for Colorado seat that's being vacated by Ken Buck. Ken Buck has come up quite a bit on Howie's show over the last couple of months because a lot of people think he was just angling for a position at CNN or MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Now that he's hitting the road, Lauren Bobert, who just managed to get by in the last election, is switching her district. And she also did cite the Beetlejuice incident. The Beetlejuice. Oh. <laughs> I've forgotten about that. She called her announcement a fresh start following a pretty difficult year for her and her family, noting her divorce and personal mistakes, referencing the Beetlejuice stage play she attended that saw her and her date removed from a theater for inappropriate behavior and vaping that she said she owned up to and apologized for then. This is from Fox News. How old is this? Was she 64? Uh, No, I'm sorry. I'm looking at Ken Buck. How old is Lauren Boebert? I think she's probably in her 40s, maybe early 40s. I don't have her exact age here. Oh, this but, seems a little, little too old. 37. 37? Yeah. Wow. She said, it's been humbling and challenging, but it's also given me perspective and helped me grow. I, You just said you forgot about the Beetlejuice. I don't think I'll ever forget about the Beetlejuice. Like, to me, that was such a bizarre incident. And it's hard to shock me. Jared knows this. I mean, on our show, we cover a lot of different weird stories. But they had footage of it and it was just strange and then she's vaping and i just going to the theater and making a scene you vape in the bathroom you don't vape in the open auditorium come on to be fair i'm a little bit of a you're a prude when it comes to the vaping yeah i hate the vaping Mm -hmm. i hate the vape i hate the vape i hate the vape i also don't go for groping in a theater slash period Okay. And, and and a Beetlejuice? Like, there was just so yeah, many elements uh, yeah. of the story that I, I can't get my head around. A weird show to attend in general. Yes. Let alone if you're Did you think getting it was a little risque. Be, you think it was going to be better than the movie? I, I'm not a huge fan. The movie's fine. The movie's weird, too. But there's a lot of there's a lot of musicals now where I'm like, the movie was fine, but do we need to make this a musical? Mm. Was there a groundswell of support for, like, we need to hear this with music? I agree. I agree. Hmm. Just just something to consider. Ousted UPenn board chair says donors, now listen to this. He's saying donors shouldn't decide policy after contributions polled over schools handling of anti-Semitism. This is not Liz McGill, who is the president of UPenn. This is the ousted UPenn chairman, Scott Bach, and he's arguing that donors should not get a say in school functions after several wealthy businessmen withdrew their donations to the college over its handling of anti-Semitic incidences on campus. This is from the New York Post. He said, I think donors are absolutely free to give whatever organizations they want to or not and to withhold for any reason they choose. This is what he told Bloomberg TV, but they are not shareholders, so I don't think they should have a particularly loud voice on how universities are run right get appointed to a board or something and then you can have your input but donations don't equal input i agree that's that's lobbying that's uh i disagree i don't think that donations equal input but they're also just saying fine if you don't want my input then you don't get my donations and that to me makes sense it's like yeah you can hate jews if you want but i don't have to give my money for donation is the input though exactly and she's saying that they shouldn't have an input. It's like, well, they, they do. They're going to have an input either way. I their mean, input is their check. The, the input, right. In, in a technical term, yes, the input is the check. They deposit the check with, with the uh, organization, the university. But it's, it's um, the 
donation is a symbolism that you agree with the track that the university is on. Right. Inherently. It does not entitle you to having a voice as to which direction the university should go. I think it does. I, I think whether you want it to or not, you can say in principle it doesn't. You can say, oh, no, they just because they're donating to money. But you wait and see. These checks start drying up. All of a sudden, you're not going to mind that input so much. You're going to be saying, maybe we will take your input because we don't want to be losing $100 million from all these donors. Well, then hold a town hall and ask people what they think the Civil War was about. What do you think the Civil War was about? <laughs> that was Why a, don't you tell me what movie you want to see? <laughs> I literally just said that in the green room. I was like, this is her Kramer yeah. moment. <laughs> Why don't so, you just tell me the name of the movie you'd like to see? So weird. Uh, speaking of 2024, Chris Christie is not dropping out. He told people that in a New Hampshire ad buy, a lot of New Hampshire in the news. This is from Red State. It says, Chris Christie has heard the words of everyone in the GOP telling him to back out of the Republican primary. And he's here to it's tell you he could get out by backing out. that he is not leaving. And I'm, I'm how he's surrogate fat joke guy. He's here to tell you that with a seven figure ad buy in New Hampshire. Seven figure ad buy with whom? But now this is kind of the time. This is kind of the time that people will start dropping out, I think. Because I heard today, I saw a Chiron on Fox that, like, the DeSantis campaign might be starting to mull over, okay, you know. they. I think they put it as, like, make the patient comfortable type thing. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> the, the campaign is on its way Well, the out. New Hampshire primaries went January 23rd, I think. It's not that far away. We're less than a month out from the... New Hampshire primary. So, yeah, you'll probably see a few people drop out between now and then. Yeah. Uh, this is a really crazy story uh, from the morning called Consult. But first, I want to let people know that Grace's News is brought to you by Tux Trucks. Two big names in snow removal, GMC and Fisher. Get both at Tux Trucks, GMC Fisher in Hudson, Mass. Tux Trucks can build a GMC Fisher plow combination that will easily move more snow for you. Talk with a sales consultant at Tux Trucks, GMC Fisher. Just call 1-800-MY-TRUCK. So Morning Consult did a poll, or they did a study, mm -hmm. and they found the top 10 stories that people tuned into in 2023. And I found this actually, I'm not one for these wrap-up stories. Does this give you hope for the future? This 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 poll, this the results, or? Um, uh, no, no, but it doesn't make me lose okay. hope either. It just, it, to me, it makes sense, except for the first one. But maybe it's just because of how long it's been since we talked about it. The number one story, care to guess? Number one story, uh, George Santos. No. No. I don't think you'll guess it. The Chinese spy balloon. Really? With 59%. It was a big story. It was, but it felt like it was a big story for a short amount of time. It didn't feel like it was a big story forever, but I guess the further out you get from it, you know, it, it just lingered for a while. I mean, it like it, the Chinese spy balloon. It, it, lingered it brought a, a, a lot of uh, speculation as to what it was. Was it a UFO? Was it an off world visitor? Was it Chinese? Was it Russian? What was it? People didn't know. And it was allowed to traverse the entire continental United States. And 
it gathered all kinds of intel on us. Well, I think that what you just hit on there, the mystery element, mm-hmm. the curiosity plays into the second story, and which people is... People were literally looking up to the skies to see if they could see this thing flying over them. Yeah, and that's also... Uh, our second story is lost submersible near the Titanic wreckage. That was another one where people were... Everyone was kind of tuned in in real time trying to see what was going to happen to this submersible. Mm-hmm. Number three, Kansas City wins the Super Bowl. It's just kind of, you know, that's going to happen. Yeah, whatever. Number four, Canadian wildfires impact the U.S. East Coast. I remember that, yeah. Yep. There's a lot of smoke around here for a while. Number five, the Hamas terror attack on October 7th. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, the earthquake in Turkey. Number oh, seventh, yeah. the shooting in Nashville. Uh, number eight, Trump's mugshot. That seems like it should have been higher. Yeah, it does, right? Especially when you compare huge. it to the Chinese spy balloon. That that was an historic moment. Number nine, Matthew Perry's death. Really? And number 10, Trump indicted for questioning the 2020 election. That one surprises me the most. Matthew Perry should have been not on that list at all. Well, you can't control what people are interested I in. I guess not. But That's just the way of the world. Mm. People, A lot of people watch. I know you don't like Friends, but he was a beloved actor to a lot of people. Mm. Next up, and this is my last story of the day, Taylor. <laughs> Biden is staying for free at the St. Croix home of his wealthy friends. And there was just some interesting tidbits in this story that I thought you might like to know. So he's staying for free at the home of the Nevilles, Bill and Connie Neville. Now, Neville. Typically, this is a verbo rental. So typically they rent this out. And in this case, it's First Lady Joe Biden, granddaughter Natalie. She was seen getting off the plane. And then it says, and this is from the New York Post, it says, and possibly other members of his family will join the president at the Lush Villa. Uh, Hunter. Yeah, I think Hunter. I think Hunter's going to show up. He's just getting there a different way. He just doesn't want to be seen getting off the plane with his dad. St. Croix anywhere near Epstein Island? I don't know. I don't know the ex- the actual location of Epstein He's Island. Paying homage to Epstein it says Biden stayed at the same home last year over the New Year's holiday and also didn't pay a cent, drawing outrage because he had given the Nevilles tickets the same month to his first date dinner as president, which featured a heavily curated list of about 300 billionaires. The Nevilles have loaned the home to Biden in prior years, dating back to his vice presidency, and have noted the fact on advertisements for the property. I saw they, they charge like $700 a night to yeah. stay there. Which seems really cheap. Yes, I would agree for, for Saint Croix. the size of that property. And the infinity pool and the view and everything like that. Right. There's been tours. There's a, like a huge, great room. There's the, the kitchen is enormous. It's, it's a big, big estate. But the, 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 the other part of it, too, is I was talking about how they're never there when he rents these, or not even rents, I'm sorry, he doesn't pay. But when he stays at these homes, the people that are supposedly his friends offering him this personal hospitality are never there, which makes you think they're not actually friends. This is just kind of a, you scratch my back, I scratch yours mm-hmm. type of situation. And one of the textures said, well, people do that all the time where you know they're not home and they let someone use their house. And I'm like, well, yeah, that might be true. But the point is he's not disclosing these things. And there's rules about this if you're a politician let alone if you're the president of the united states you're supposed to abide by certain guidelines when it comes to disclosing where you're staying and if you're paying for it well here's the thing though if you're staying there for 700 dollars a night almost well really any time after the biden family has been there you get the greatest game of uh 
hide and seek ever because you can search around through the cubbies and through the mattresses and the pillows for uh bags of coke that have been left around so you think it increases the value absolutely and then there's that, that holds its own street value so you can almost make your money back the other part of this that kind of drives me a little crazy is they could pay you know what i mean like the i get it i get that you want to get it for free people like free stuff i understand that but you're not paying for anything right now like you go on a couple of these vacations Trump didn't even take a salary, and he didn't get any credit for that. But mm-hmm. if Biden ever paid for these things, the media would be like, and he's paying out of his own pocket. Like, they would make such a big deal out oh, of it. Oh, sure. But he can't even just pay $6,000. Listen, $6,000 for a regular person? Yeah, I get it. But this guy's got plenty of money through all these influence-peddling schemes, allegedly. You can't use a little bit of that to pay your own way once in a while when you're leaving America in the lurch to go on vacation? But here's the thing. If they pay digitally, like over Venmo or Cash App or anything... That's going to be tranked by the IRS. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want any of those 87,000 IRS agents coming after him. No, not at all. Because they're mean to the Biden family. It seems like a nice place to stay, though. It's a gorgeous place to stay. I would stay there. And like I said, yeah, sounds reads to 700 bucks a night. I mean, if you've got a big enough family and your extended family is there... Yeah, you you hack up that bill. You're you're doing okay. But I guess he goes around. Like this story, it said Biden has stayed at other luxury homes for free. He spent seven days last August at a nine-bedroom Kiowa Island mansion of Maria Alwyn. And it says that uh, he asked them if he could stay there. I can't find the exact line here. But I thought, how awkward is that? Like he's now he's just going up to people. Basically saying, hey, can I use your house? He's such... I, I, I know he's a grifter. I know they're grifters. I get that. But Has he been seen on the beach with his bicycle lately? Not yet, but I did see... And, and again, not to not to call the texters here. Another texter said, well, Biden's not going to use the infinity pool. I'm like, Biden has a history of being someone who likes to take... Correct. A dip in the pool. Here's my uh, 2024 prediction. I don't think we see Joe Biden on a bike ever again. No. I can't believe we ever saw him on one to begin with. Yeah, it's scary. How no one thought that was a bad idea. Oh, this is where it says, uh, Taylor, it says, this woman, Maria Alwyn, whose family runs a hedge fund, Biden stayed at the home for free after asking her to use the home, a source told The Post. So he asked her. I just think that's so bizarre. You go up to this these billionaires and you're like, hi, just want to make sure you're paying your fair share. Also, can I use your house? Like, what? <laughs> How does this conversation happen? How do you have this conversation and somebody doesn't go, dude, that guy is cheap, man. That takes a, that takes some cojones to ask someone, can I use your house when you're not there? I don't care how rich you are or what circles you run in. That's weird. It's weird. I'm sure there's a quid pro quo somewhere. Mm-hmm. Probs. All right, that is it for me, sir. Thank you, Grace. And we will be back 844-500-4242. Tragically, every day, thousands of babies never get a chance at life. But in the midst of this darkness, we can be the change. You see, while the abortion giants are busy ending babies' lives, Preborn's network of clinics are busy saving babies' lives. This year alone, Preborn has rescued over 44,000 babies, and every day they save 200 babies because of you, the pro-life community. You see, when a mother meets her precious baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, Her maternal instinct kicks in, and the majority of the time, she will choose life. Would you join us in sponsoring as many days of life as we can before the year ends? $5,000 underwrites the entire network for 24 hours. $28 will sponsor one ultrasound. 
How many life-saving ultrasounds can you sponsor to rescue babies? All gifts are tax-deductible, and every penny goes towards life. And now through a match, your gift is doubled. Just dial pound 250 on your cell and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby, or donate securely at preborn.com slash Howie. That's preborn.com slash Howie. This is the Howie Car Show. Howie Car. We'll be right back. Howie Car is back. Welcome back to the Howie Car Show, 844-500-4242. Just getting back to Nikki Haley and her cleanup today. Uh, she was on one of our affiliates in New Hampshire with Jack Heath, and she was asked about this, this uh, these comments she made last night when asked what the cause for the Civil War was. And, of course, she, she completely dropped the ball last night, and so she had to play cleanup earlier today. This was her response and her explanation for her uh, lackluster explanation. Cut 22. Civil War was about slavery. We know that. That's, that's the easy part of it. What I was saying was, what does it mean to us today? What it means to us today is about freedom. That's what that was all about. It was about individual freedom. It was about economic freedom. It was about individual rights. Our goal is to make sure, no, we never go back to the stain of slavery, but what's the lesson in all of that? All right, so why was it so difficult to say? I mean, it was the easy part, and you started off, the night before by responding to that answer, which you were clearly taken aback by, by responding to the question that you were taken aback by, by saying, well, give me an easy one, being sarcastic and saying that, uh, uh, well, everybody, everybody knows that, but you, you miffed it. It it was an atrocious answer. And again, I think the most important part of that is that she was on autopilot. And that's, again, what killed Marco Rubio in 2016 by that, that same robotic answer and just giving this, you know, very vanilla, very uh, easy, uh, kind of non-edgy response to a question that had one very simple answer that everybody can agree on. I mean, with your scholars, you can get more scholarly and say that, well, it was about so much more. There was uh, uh, so many other things going on. Fine. Okay. But again, the main point that everybody takes home was it was about slavery. We'll be back taking your calls on this and much more. I'm Taylor Cormier. This is the Howie Car Show. (laughs) 